Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. I'm Deb McBride, and it is Sunday, the 7th of August in the year 2022. And we are here on a beautiful Costa Rica early evening in the town of Escazú, or the canton of Escazú, um, in San Jose, Costa Rica. So, Lots to talk about, lots to talk about, but um, there's something I want to address about astrology first before we get into the week ahead, and it's it's something that I come back to every now and again, and I just want to help people be clear, and if you're the first time you're listening to this, then hopefully this will help you too. Um, astrology is an alchemical language, and that is how I see it. I don't see it as a belief system. I see it as a tool, and I see it as a language of transformation. And one of the things that's so important about astrology is that we can use it to see when transformation's coming, how transformation's coming, what it's going to feel like, what we may go through, and what, what are the moving parts around the transformation, and what can we do, who are we in our life, and what can we do about moving forward in our life? And what can we do about transformation, etc.? But our charts are a blueprint for this lifetime. And they're extraordinarily helpful if you look into them. And they help us stay focused on our path. And, you know, we all have done, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm imagining that you've done some introverted work experience with yourself, whether it's meditation or yoga or something that's or therapy, something that you've done that's, you know, self-healing, self-help, you know, in those directions of um, the esoteric, let's just say. And although I don't know, yoga is not esoteric anymore and, and meditation is less and less esoteric, but <laughs> um, using the esoteric to help find your way, to help your path. Um, I think that that's an important thing to do. And I think that, you know, listening to an astrology podcast, learning a little bit about astrology, these are things that are, I find, helpful tools, extremely helpful in our lives and getting us along. I am biased, so I'm going to say, hey, you know, who gets along without astrology? I mean, I don't know how people do it. And I honestly don't know how people do it. So, but again, I'm biased. I've been doing this my whole life. But... There are things that astrology can do and can't do. Now, recently, some of my colleagues have said, well, Deb is actually a healer in her astrology because, you know, my uh, relative went to her and they felt better after talking to her. And yes, that's true. You can feel better after an astrology reading because we put to bed any sort of notions that, no, it's not the end of the world. No, it's not the end of this relationship. No, it's not. You're not going broke. It, da, da, da. It's, it's just this transition, blah, blah, blah. And if that makes you feel healed or just at least more centered, then great, I've done my job. Um, but astrology is, is, can be taken as information, as an alchemical language, and you have the dynamic of this language to se send you in the direction, well, you know, you're getting this transit, you're getting that transit, this is what it's going to feel like, you're going to have a different perspective once this transit's over in a few months or something like that. But it can't, it can't do a healing on you. And so I don't believe 
that astrology is something that you just go, okay, well, that's it. And that's it. And there's nothing you can do about it. No, 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 no. There are steps after astrology. And sitting down and saying, well, you know, okay, we had Mars Uranus the other day. And well, you're just going to feel like this during Mars Uranus and too bad. No, 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 no. You work with the planets and their signatures and the information that you're being given through the alchemical language of astrology, okay? So you are being given information, like I told you last week and the week before, about Mars and Uranus and Uranus being an awakener and Mars being an action-oriented planet and all the things that I've been saying on Instagram this past week because I've talked a lot about it, etc. But I don't expect anybody to walk away with information and their insights um, necessarily feel better. There is the process of going through it. And therefore, sometimes the process of going through the actual transit brings up all sorts of emotions and feelings and stuff and thoughts and doubts and insecurities. And oh my God, what's happening to me? To the point where you feel like you don't, like your vision is lost, like you're not clear anymore. And Astrology is giving you the information. This is happening. It's important that you look at it this way. You are, you know, your career is changing, your relationships changing, your etc. is changing, and it's important that you're aware of it. You dig in deep with it and you work with it, and you understand what the planets represent, and they, and you can journal about your feelings and how this is affecting you. However, if you need to go to a healer, you go to a healer. If you need to go to a shaman, you go to a shaman, and. I was thinking this week, you know, I've been doing some other sorts of work for myself and emotional work and, you know, I'm always doing, I'm always doing self-development and I'm always doing emotional work. Um, but it's really important to not take astrology at face value, that you work with the energies and if you need to move into a place, well, I've got to meditate through this, I've got to take homeopathy through this, I've got to um, work with Deb on Reiki. Maybe I can help you with Reiki. That's why I have these other tools, Reiki and my holographic scaling system that I use for emotional clearing. I work with people once we've gotten established what's going on with the astrology, then we need to know where we're going. Now we need to know what to clear. And if you're, if you're clearing your, your emotional basement, well, then we've got work to do, don't we? All of us. And I always offer tools. If I can't, um, if you're not interested in Reiki, if I can't satisfy that need, well, then I may send you to a therapist or I may send you to a shaman. Um, but I never believe that we are supposed to sit here and not do anything if we're feeling uncomfortable with the transits or the progressions or whatever's happening in our life. They are an archetypal expression of something going on within. And psychologically, we need to address those things. And we need to be with ourselves emotionally, spiritually, while we're going through something. It's very important. So yeah, sometimes we have to take very physical action, work harder, you know, um, get a new job, something very physical. But there are a lot of things. And I'm telling you, remember, I ended the last podcast with what's gonna happen, you know, as we move into Pluto and Aquarius, that's going to require some extra elbow grease on all of our parts. That's, you know, when an outer planet changes signs, we all have to look to what we've been through in these last years and then what's up and coming and where that's going in our astrological charts. So it's really important 
to work with what the signatures are, what the archetypal energies are telling you, what the alchemical language is telling you. But if you're feeling overwhelmed emotionally, then you've got to do extra healing work. You've got to go meditate. Maybe you just need to rest. Maybe you need to take a nap. But whatever it is, it's important to address. It's not just the planets and that's that. It's not that we are stuck with the planets, what the planets are doing. Oh, well, I'm a person that has Saturn here and I can't do anything about it. No, 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 no. You have to work with that Saturn. And that's what Saturn wants from all of us work. You have to work with where the planets are going. You have to work with what's in your chart. And if you keep running into the same brick wall, which we all do at some point, it's like, oh no, that pattern again? Look at your chart. That pattern inevitably shows up in your chart. And that pattern has a way of being worked out. It's not impossible. Don't think you're doomed. We are not doomed to our astrology. We are not doomed to the planets, the transits. We are not doomed to any of it. We take it up a notch, a higher level. A lot of the older astrology books are written in such a way that they scare the heck out of people and they make them sound like this is it. Sorry, that's what you've got. It's your lot in life. No, 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 no. Um, I've had friends tell me, you know what? A lot of my clients don't want to have an astrology reading because they're afraid they're going to hear something bad. And that's not true. I, that's not the way I deliver things. If you've listened to this long enough, I let you know, well, there's going to be some rock and roll or we got some excitement coming or like, Hey, we've, this is where we have to take the situation in our hands and, and you are in control of your life. You are, and how you perceive any of this is up to you. You are the one to be empowered by this alchemical language, not by, you know, falling apart at the first Pluto transit. No. So that's my little speech for today. And as we move through this week, I hope you remember that. And, you know, so uh, that segues into the fact that we have been in a complicated place. We, and remember last year when Saturn and Uranus were squaring each other all year and it was complicated. It was like intense and in and out and up and down and conservative values versus freedom and liberation. And where do I like follow the status quo? Where do I break free? And there was a lot of that in the air and we talked about that last year. However, Saturn and Uranus are not that far away from each other. And, you know, Uranus is eight, 18, as we know, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And Saturn's at 22, 23. And because it's, it's only a few degrees away, when Mars touched Uranus last week, then it moved in Taurus, and then it squared Saturn today, and it's squaring Saturn right now. And this is something that we need to address because we moved from the epiphany, the awakening, the, oh my God, I've got to do this, or I've got to get on this, or is that what I'm supposed to be doing? Or, wow, what a shock of information, to Saturn saying, okay, now we need to make this concrete. What is it that you're doing? Where can you step forward and like make this a concrete situation? Where can you bring this into your hand? Uranus brings you all the ideas, all the ex expansion, all the um, openness of the mind. It opened our minds to something new or something greater or something bigger. And maybe you heard the words, you're so much more than this. 
And I heard those words last week, and I heard them a bunch of times. <laughs> and I realized, yeah, I am. Hey. And if you're hearing, you're much bigger than this. Uranus is a big energy, and Mars and Uranus were a big energy, and they brought us to true north at the north node. So perhaps what you need to realize now is as Mars goes to Saturn is where is this applicable in your life? Where can you make this situation concrete? Where are you bigger in your life? Where are you taking the next action steps and where are you bringing this into a concrete manifestation of that alchemical language? Where can you talk about what you've learned in the last week, week and a half and say, you know what? I think this has got to be ABC. It's got to be this. And, you know, maybe you've been awakened in, in various ways. Some of us got slapped across the head. Let me tell you, if an outer planet comes and you've been complacent, (laughs) that's when we, the rock and roll starts, you know, it's like, Oh, I see where I, you know, the holes in this are. Okay. Okay. And the thing is to remain calm. You've got to, you see it. It's, it's sometimes these outer planet transits are bigger than life. And I had a couple nights this week where I was losing sleep and it was all this energy. It's just been a lot. The energy's just been intense and a lot. And I think some really profound things have happened, especially with the moon at the South node on Friday. And opposite all of that business at 18 Taurus and one of the things that's been so spectacular is that we have the chance to see something different Uranus always presents a different perspective it doesn't want you to keep going the same way so something for each and every one of us in our chart where Taurus is and you know Taurus Taurus is steady and stable practical yes but also very stable and so there's some new information that may have been a bit of a shock because Taurus likes things to stay the same. And I certainly got my information and, you know, we heard things loud and clear. And so now Saturn's saying, okay, um, maybe it's not, you know, exactly ideal. Maybe it's not what you thought, but maybe what's happening is Saturn is saying to you, all right, so now what, what do you got to do next? And what's the next piece of work you have to work on? And, Um, But then Saturn also has a darker side. Saturn may say, on the one hand, in the light realm, okay, got to take some, got to do some work, got to roll up our sleeves, got to figure this out. Okay. But then also, what makes you think you can do that? What makes you think that you're cut out for this? What makes you think you're going to be successful? That's doubt. That's fear. That's the other side of Saturn. Saturn likes it when we're successful. But it also brings up all of, it triggers us. It triggers us all our fears, all our doubts, all our um, insecurities. Saturn always brings up insecurities. And so we have to work through them. Saturn is just showing us where they are. So you just say, okay, thanks. Thanks, Saturn. Grandpa Saturn, thank you for showing me that. And then you start to work on it piece by piece, step by step. You don't leap over things with Saturn. You can uh, experience your fears, acknowledge them, and step out into the world, past them, um, but you don't take shortcuts with Saturn. Okay, so so that's where we are right now with Mars squaring Saturn. And you'll feel this today, and you'll feel this tomorrow, and then we'll move past it, and we'll have better ideas. But 
don't allow yourself to be in a state of disarray because of Uranus and then Saturn, because they're going to square almost exactly later this year, more into the autumn up north, and we'll get there, but we're not there yet. This may be a little bit of a taster, and it's just reminding you, this isn't finished yet. We're not done. We can't close the book yet. We have to work on this, and we continue to work on it. So by the time those two are squaring, we're like, ah, I've passed the test. And that's the last time they're going to square. Okay. It's not exact like it was last year, three times exact, but it's almost exact. And so we want to not become complacent. Very important. Uranus shakes it up. Saturn slaps you around. It's okay, but we've got to move through it and we have to listen to our hearts in the middle of this. Sometimes our brains are on overdrive but we've got to tune in and listen to our heart. Okay. Okay. My, actually on that note, my, my coach, my mentor, Yerlin, um, <laughs> gives us an exercise, which we got again last week. We had gotten it last year, but we got it again the other day and I was doing it today and it's a heart, brain, gut alignment. And you have to tune the three, cause there's brain, there's a brain in each of them. Even your gut has a brain and each of them have, you know, millions and zillions of neurons that are uh, needing to be in alignment and they each have a different message. You know, the heart has one message, the gut has another, the brain has another. And so what you do is you let them all talk to each other and sort of bring them all into alignment until they're all peaceful with each other. It's an interesting exercise. If you're interested, get in touch with me. Um, okay, so tomorrow night into Mon uh, Tuesday morning, depending on where you are, Venus will oppose Pluto. And so Venus is already getting revved up to oppose Pluto. She's already almost there. And what is Venus Pluto? So I've talked about this many times. Venus is the goddess. She's in the sign of cancer. She is the sensitive, beautiful, gracious um, goddess that wants to be satiated in the sign of cancer. And Pluto is the underworld. And this is, if you haven't read the Persephone myth, go read the Persephone myth. This is about being taken into the underworld a little bit by our own um, emotions, feelings, relationships. They are in opposition. It's the person here sitting in the chair versus the person across the table sitting across from you. And so one of the things that's so important about this is that you are in touch with your, your visceral, intimate, Venusian drives, whether you're a man or a woman, your passions, your sensitivity about those passions, what you desire, okay? Venus and Cancer's, you know, sensitive. And, and she can be very hospitable and gener generous, but she's also sexy, okay? She's in a water sign. Pluto is like, va-va-voom, where is she going? What's she going to go get? Who is she going to seduce now? And this is where the... Persephone becomes a woman, okay? She was a young girl, and she becomes a woman. Now, if you're already a woman, and you passed young girl years a long time ago, um, then you are rediscovering a new level of intimacy or passion or sensitivity or creativity, deep creativity. And this is a great time to go deep with our creativity and that visceral feeling of, ah, yes, I've got it. Yes, it satisfies you. But also, Venus and Pluto can bring up relationship things. Now, if you are a Venus-Pluto per person, as I am, I'm going to have a recurrence with this, um, 
you may be feeling a recurrence also. And it reminds you of early childhood or reminds you of a relationship you had or reminds you of your parents or it signals you to some pattern, there's that word again, in your psyche that gets triggered when Venus and Pluto oppose each other. So Venus and Pluto are something that we have to work with, as I mentioned earlier, one of those patterns we have to work with. I'm not stuck with Venus-Pluto. I work through my Venus-Pluto, and I have done a whole lot of work on my Venus-Pluto opposition, believe me. And it's been fulfilling on a certain level. But there's always another layer, like just like the onion, there's another layer to the onion to peel and come, reveal some new layer and new, new skin and new freshness. And what can we learn from this? What is near and dear to your heart, Venus, that needs to be transformed? Pluto. So this is something deep and visceral and um, sexy and intimate and emotional. So be with it. Connect with it. And you'll see it. You may see it in the news. You may see something like, you know, uh, uh, someone revealing, like a movie star or somebody, a celebrity, revealing something very deep about their history. You know, I nearly had this when I had, you know, that happen or something, you know. I don't want to be specific, but um, something deep, something visceral, something surprising, something powerful. And that's the other thing. Pluto encourages us to be empowered. So Venus and Pluto ask us to go into the place of empowerment in our creativity. Where can our creativity empowerment? Where can we have come up with an idea that's empowering, a creative idea? And each of these steps is really profound and asks us to be um, honest with ourselves and raw and real. Okay, so Venus and Pluto are going to oppose, and that's very powerful. So we want to pay attention to that. And then later in the week, we've got some other stuff going on. We've got Venus. She's going to be busy this week. She's in Cancer, but she's at the end of Cancer. She's going to go into Leo on Thursday. Okay, and Thursday is kind of a big day. Um, you know, she's going to go into Leo, and then she's a different kind of va-va-voom. She's not with Pluto anymore. She's bright, and she's sunny, and she's creative, and she's singing, and she's dancing, and she's loving because she's generous, and she's open-hearted, okay? And so she's really in a great place to be deeply creative, fun and laughing with the children, um, connecting to her own heart, and that's a really good thing. When Venus goes into Leo... We want to explore what our heart has to say. And if you are someone that just experienced an awakening under Uranus and then maybe Saturn is asking you what you want next, what's the next step to take, then maybe your heart needs to have a response in all of this, okay? You got to talk to your heart and your heart really needs that lovely Venus and Leo, okay? So that's one thing that's happening on Thursday. Then we have the full moon in Aquarius. Okay, so once a year, the moon in Aquarius opposes the sun in Leo, and it's this time of year. And so Thursday the 11th, we are going to have the full moon at 19 degrees of Aquarius, 21 minutes. And that means the sun will be at 19 degrees Leo, 21 minutes. And the full moon is in an interesting place. So much around this full moon. So much. Now, that's not going to happen till 9.36 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday the 11th of August. But 
Earlier in the day, Eastern Time, 8.53 a.m., the sun will square Uranus. So we already had Mars and Uranus, and now the sun is coming in in Leo, and it's going to challenge Uranus. Ah, <laughs> how about that? And, you know, Mars has already moved on, but the sun is going to get in that business of Uranus. And that's very interesting because, you know, Uranus, as we said, is at 18. And then the sun will be at 19, but it's not quite at 19 in the morning. You know, 12 hours later, it'll be at that 19 where it's going to be with the full moon. But in the meantime, that's an interesting dynamic because then, so you've got, say, okay, you've got one little point in the zodiac where Uranus is, where we know where Uranus is, and then the sun is in Leo, and that makes um, the the 90-degree aspect to it, and then the moon, which is an Aquarius, is also going to make a 90-degree aspect from it, from that Uranus, but they're in the same like they're in the same hemisphere, they're all in fixed signs. So this is this is another level, another layer to the stuff we've been through in the last week. Okay, big stuff. So we're not finished with Uranus. Sun squares it, Moon squares it the same day, Thursday, and then they have that full moon. So we are working with lots of wild energy here, wild energy. Okay, that information you got last week is going to get triggered by this full moon and then the moon is going to conjunct Saturn so it's yeah the moon is connecting with Uranus and then with Saturn in the same day so this is again the opening the awareness the big reveal and then Saturn saying okay where can we chunk that down and take some steps and where can be we be practical about this you know Uranus sees us all caught up in the moment and the, the openness and the freedom and the liberation. And yeah, wow, I realized this, an epiphany. And then Saturn goes, okay, good. What are you going to do with that? And you're like, oh, okay, I have to do something with this. Can't I just like ex get excited? No, you have to like quickly, you know, make some, you know, practical things happen as a result of that. So Wow, wow, wow. Lots of energy on Thursday. It's been a wow couple of days. It's been a wow week. It's I, I, This is a lot. I, frankly, I'm going to say it straightforward. This is a lot. And I, I made a video for Instagram today. I said, this is complicated. Man, it's complicated. It is complicated. Because we're being asked to do some big stuff. We're being asked to make some big changes in our life. And we're being told where the direction is. And we're, this is all new information. It's like, really? Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Shoot. This is big. Yeah. I've had big stuff too. You know, this is hitting my angles. So this is, <laughs> if you're another astrologer out there, you know what I mean. Um, but in the meantime, we got to stay stable. We've got to stay grounded. We have to use our healing techniques like meditation and Reiki and all the other good things we have in our life, whether it's exercise or, you know, something just quiet time, journaling, all those things that help us process the information. You know, people do plant medicine. And I have a friend who has been a plant medicine. She's a psychotherapist and she's been doing psychotherapy private practice for 40 years. She's an older person. And she's she does helps with the plant medicine and then she does the integration. And so it's the same thing with astrology. When you get walloped with Mars Uranus and you're like, 
wow, this is amazing. And all this stuff, this all, so much is coming at me, so much information all at once. You have to sit down and integrate that. And that's what Saturn is telling us to do. Integrate. Integrate the new information. And then we can process, then we can go on and like apply it in life. So, you know, people who, who do integration on plant medicine are very wise people. They're really patient and kind. And they, they take us to, you know, take you to the next level with that, how you can apply it in your life. Thursday's a big day. So we have the sun squaring Uranus. We have the moon squaring Uranus. We have the sun and the moon opposing each other. Um, and then moon going to Saturn. So that's all that solar lunar stuff I just spoke of. And then we have Venus going into Leo, changing signs, saying goodbye to Cancer, saying hello to Leo. And then we have Mars in Taurus, making a very nice relationship to Neptune in Pisces, making a sextile, a very lovely, smooth aspect, meaning we can get a little dreamy, we can be in a soothing place, the rough edges of Mars get soothed by the soft edges of Neptune, and we're allowed to step back and be at peace with this information and this new energy at peace find the deep peace and if it, you're getting all revved up again on thursday because of that full moon with uranus and then saturn go find some peace what gives you peace it's a walk in the park it's a stroll on the lake it's you know a jog in around the neighborhood um it's just a quiet meditation with a candle Whatever it is, there's peace in this. So you need to go get some peace on Thursday and, you know, find that peace and find um, a place for all this deep processing we've been doing. And it's been deep. What else is going on this week? The sun in Leo will oppose Saturn next Sunday. So the next time we meet, we'll be talking about the sun in Saturn. And after it makes that square to Uranus on Thursday, it moves into an opposition with Saturn. So there's this relationship square going on that's important and then there's mars which is talking very nicely to pluto which is a good thing which means hey i know how to integrate this transformation i had to do this this is good okay where can i where can i take some steps to really feel like i'm integrating this well and i'm allowing the transformation to occur this has been and we said and i said if you read my blog if you're on my mailing list you know my blog the other day, I said, this is one of the most important aspects of the year. I said this in my podcast. I said it on Instagram. This Mars Uranus, this whole picture is one of the most important aspects of the year. And it's getting triggered again on Thursday. So before you think it's over, sit down with yourself and, and talk with yourself and connect with what you're processing. Very important right now. Very important. In the meantime, where's the moon? Right now, the moon has been in Sagittarius. So that's a very uplifting energy ruled by Jupiter. And um, it will go void, of course, at 6.30 a.m. tomorrow, Eastern Time. And then it's going to enter Capricorn 2.39 p.m. So it's, you know, a bunch of hours tomorrow till 2.39 in the afternoon, Eastern Time. And so, you know, the morning hours are for meditating, for doing regular tasks and chores, not for great big steps forward. It's just, you know, the same moving forward, moving forward. Then there's, you know, the Venus Pluto. And then let's see, the moon will be in Capricorn, Capricorn. And then it will go void on Wednesday the 10th. 
after it makes the opposition to Venus in Cancer, 12.39 p.m. Eastern Time, and then 2.45 p.m. Eastern Time, it goes into Aquarius on Wednesday. So that's only a couple of hours that it's void, lunchtime. And then it goes, it stays into Aquarius, makes that connection, full moon, and then goes void on Friday the 12th at 7.07 a.m. when it squares Mars in Taurus. And then 2.44 p.m., so a good portion of Friday, the moon is void. It's good. It's a Friday in August, and so, you know, maybe not so much going on. Friday the 12th, and it's good. It's going to be going into Pisces, 2.44 p.m., so most of the day it's going to be void, and by the time we get around to 2.44 p.m., you know, we're not going to want to start new things on a Friday afternoon, you know, if you're, if you're in that time zone. For me, it's a little earlier. And, you know, you'll be just sort of working through things on Friday. It's good. Friday's a processing day. And then we move, processing all that stuff that happened on Thursday. <laughs> and then we go into the experience of the moon in Pisces, which is gentle, which is soothing, which is healing. And we go into that till Sunday when it makes a sextile to Pluto, 11, 11 a.m. Eastern time where it goes void. And then it goes into Aries at 4.43 p.m. So take it easy next Sunday. Avoid moon for most of the day. Go to the movies. Stay home. Watch some movies. Um, go for a swim. You know, take a nap. Those are those are things to do under the moon in Pisces. And that's about it. Now, um, we have this Lion's Gate that's opening on 8-8 tomorrow, which would have been my mother's 98th birthday. She was born on August 8th. And I think that um, this is a, a big portal. I think this has got a lot to do with what we're all feeling as well. So I used to think, oh, those dates, they're just dates. You know, it's a numerology, sure, but it's like dates. I didn't realize these portals are real. <laughs> these 11-11s, these 8-8s, these portals are real. They're, they're completely a something, and it's a vortex of sorts, and so it's been, it's been an enormous amount of energy. So I'm offering, I've been offering all week, but if you haven't seen my Instagram, through tomorrow, if you book an appointment through tomorrow, it doesn't matter when the appointment is, uh, an astrology appointment with me, you will get a free tarot reading. And I've been reading tarot since I'm 16, and I'm not young. I'm not 16 anymore. I'm not 26. Let's just say it's been a bunch of decades, okay? So um, you are more than welcome to have a free tarot reading with me as a result of booking an appointment through tomorrow midnight, okay? And then once Tuesday comes, offer is gone, but I've been offering it all week. So go to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, book any appointment, whether you're a returning client, a new client. Uh, if you book, book, book this week, okay? Um, it doesn't really count for gift certificates and stuff. You have to, you have to do a new thing or, or an emotional clearing. If you want to book an emotional clearing, you still get a free tarot reading. A Reiki session, not a Reiki class, but a Reiki session. Yes, you'll get a tarot reading. And... Um, you can decide whenever you want to have that. It's the, it's the booking that's important. You don't have to book by tomorrow. You just have to, you don't have, you have to book by tomorrow. You don't have to have the appointment by tomorrow. That's what it is. So I welcome anyone to that. And I'll run that sometime again, but not right now. This is it. So yes, um, book, book and get a free tarot. 
If you want to write to me, it's deb at debmcbride.com or info at thegoldenastrologer.com. My Instagram is thegoldenastrologer. My website is thegoldenastrologer.com. I'm here on this podcast every week, and it's starting to rain heavily here in Costa Rica. So I'm going to say thank you so much for listening. Be well, gratitude, and thank you again for all your support and kindness and love to all. Have a great week.